Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Ruined for the Ordinary podcast. I am your host, Esther Borba, and I'm so honored by your listening support. On this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of topics ranging from self-esteem and identity to fitness tips, healthy lifestyle habits, and more. I'm a critical thinker and will most definitely challenge my listeners with perspectives through a biblical lens and would love to share experiences from memories I've created all around the world. Make sure you stay tuned for the podcast releases every Wednesday. So let's get this show on the road. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode for Ruin for the Ordinary. Today, I'm going to have such a special guest here with us. She is a close friend of mine. She is a youth counselor and advisor. And I know and I've walked with her for over a decade. She is somebody who works closely with world-renowned psychologists and has such a deep passion to help young adults overcome mental health obstacles and um, with anxiety and depression. And I want to have her on today's series um, because I've watched how she lives her life unto the Lord. And she has so much wisdom to share in regards to relationships and self-esteem. So I want to welcome her on here and I want to ask her some questions and have her tell a little bit about herself. So without further ado, here's Gigi. Hi, Gigi. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Hi, Esther. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a great privilege to be on this podcast and seeing this dream come from God's heart, imprinting itself into your heart, and you just helping so many people. I get to see the testimonies that you are already receiving. Oh my gosh, so great. Thank you for your yes. No, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so honored to have you here as a friend, a leader, and a counselor in my life. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about relationships, and I know you've been through a lot with that, and you carry a lot of wisdom in that regard, and you have a lot to say about that topic. So I'm so excited to have you answer some questions um, based on what you know and who you work with in, in the world today. So our first question is, what are three differences based on psychology that men have from women, and which of these do you consider essential to know before entering a serious commitment or a serious relationship? I just think that we need to pick our words very wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say that I have a lot of experience in that, guys, I am. I do work with, um, other than you know what I've been through um, in my life, I work with teenagers and um, young adults, so I do get to see a lot of that. And nowadays I see that the number one thing that we struggle with, even it triggers depression and anxiety, is, is acceptance. And for a number of reasons, we base our acceptance whether or not people love us and people accept us, right? So that was a loaded question. So let's take, yes, so let's take one at a time. So the first one, three differences between men and women, right? So getting technical here, speaking psychology, um, one of the main differences in the brain that you can see flat out is that our hippocampus is way larger than men's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting. I know, because it's, it's really funny. So us women, we have the ability to store memory, and we have the memory storage way larger than men. So 
it's not your boyfriend's fault. It's not your dad's fault. It's not your teacher, your male professor's fault that he forgot something that you can remember details of five years ago. Right? So we're just like, oh my gosh, he can't remember anything. He doesn't put the effort. It's not that they don't put the effort. It's because they they can't. so funny. I literally remember times where I've, even with my dad, where he doesn't remember where I put things or he asks things so many times. And I'm like, why are men like this? But I guess that explains it a little bit. Yeah, so... You know, when we're talking about relationships, don't get upset if he forgets something or a little date or stuff like that, because it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that he doesn't put the effort. It's just because he physically can't. It's not a part of his body, too. So there's one difference. Um, Second difference is men are way more visual than women, way, way more visual than women. So a little science fact for you. It takes 8.2 seconds for a guy to find love. Wow. 8.2 seconds. Just based on appearance or like when they come in contact? I mean, there's really not much of a conversation that can happen in 8.2 seconds. So you can see how. Right, right. Yeah. So that is just an example of how visual they are. They are way visual than us women. So men, they go by what they see, and women, they go by what they hear. And that's why we, we post and we post that cheesy, cringy Tumblr post that's like, oh, my God, that's why um, men lie and <laughs> women wear makeup. I mean, that is so dumb, but, you know, fundamentally, the theory that they're trying to support is kind of legit, mm-hmm. right? And now for the third one, because if we're talking biblically here, right, um, this is a biblical podcast. We do bring the concept of God and we do see how science has proven time and time again how a book that was written 2,700 years ago is still proving science. So if we're speaking biblically, God, he intentionally made man and woman differently. But in ways that if one does something to harm another, it is actually harming themselves. So we see in history women being oppressed by men. And now that we are, you know, gaining our rights, you know, the feminist movement and everything, what we are doing is like, oh, now it's our time to suppress the oppressor. Right? And that actually harms us because we are not made superiorly than men and we are not made below men. Right? When God creates the woman, he already created her way before the formation of her, Mm -hmm. way before we could see her, way before we can touch it. She was formed in the heart of God. But when she takes on her form, God takes her out of the rib of Adam, Mm -hmm. which means it's on his side. Proving, showing that God does not see women as inferior or superior than men but rather equal we were created equal to man we are there to support men and to hold what men don't hold and vice versa you know there's things that men have that we don't so when we're talking about um differences also the part of the brain of the man that is driven to protection and aggression is so much larger than ours Mm, so that would be your third point 
Yes, yes, it could be. It could be. Um, out of everything that I just said, you can take a bunch of things, but that could be one of the things that you take from it. So men automatically, you know, they go towards... When I speak about aggression here, people, this is very, very, very important for you to understand. Aggression does not mean violence. It is not a synonym to violence. When we talk about differences, we're not talking about for us to be separated and for us not to work with each other. When we talk about differences, we just expose the necessity to working with each other, you know, of having each other in our lives. It is very, very important for us women to have men in our lives and for men to have women in their lives or else it's just something really unbalanced and honestly, it doesn't work, right? Right, I agree with you 100%. I think it's so important that we know that these differences aren't to separate, like you said, and to create distinctions or inequality, but rather to complement each other, right? Absolutely, um, absolutely, yeah. Right, men have things that women don't, but they work together towards the same goal and, and bounce off each other, in other words. Yes. And there was a follow-up question. I totally forgot what that was. I just think, hold on. Yes. So which do you or do you consider this essential knowledge before entering a serious relationship? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Because if you don't know yourself, there's no way you're going to become one with another person. Right. You know, it's just going to base more confusion. You're you're going to want that person, your partner to give you things that you really don't need them to be giving you in the first place and second of all sometimes it's not their place to give that to you mm -hmm. sometimes it's your place you know to give that to yourself because before entering a relationship with somebody else you have to be in a relationship with yourself right right you don't enter a relationship to be happy you enter a relationship to make somebody happy mm -hmm. so if you're unhappy with yourself you have no place in a relationship no place whatsoever mm -hmm. and the most beautiful thing is God wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. He wants to solidify a relationship with you so you can be loved because he can give you a love that can fill any void inside your heart. Right. That's so good. We need to solidify that relationship with the Lord before we enter into any serious commitment. All right. So the second question is, do you agree with the right person, wrong time statement? And do you or do you not believe this statement aligns with the word of God? Ooh, this is touchy, touchy. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, this is my belief. Mm -hmm. um, I do not believe that we have soulmates. Mm -hmm. I, the, one. the one, stuff like that. I don't believe that. I believe that God puts people in our lives and for us to choose, mm -hmm. you know, um, if God gave us a free will, it's in our identity to choose. And I think that God loves when we take on that identity and do choose accordingly, right? And I just think it's beautiful when we ask God to be a part of that choice. Because after accepting Jesus, you know, and taking on that Christ-like identity, the person who you decide to spend the rest of your life with mm -hmm. is the second most important choice that you make in your life. Because you don't, um, you don't choose the family you are born in, but you get to choose the family you create, right? right? So um, I kind of totally forgot the question. Yeah. So do you? Oh yeah, the soulmate. Okay, okay. 
okay, going back. So going back to that, um, the statement, right person, wrong time, I just don't think that's legit. I just really, really don't think that's legit because how can somebody be so right for you mm-hmm. and that person doesn't fit into your current circumstance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Unless you make your circumstance, you confuse your circumstance with your identity mm-hmm. and then you push that person away. Mm-hmm. We do push right people away from us. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we have this um, self-destruction tendency of pushing the right people away, the people that want to be with us, the people that want to construct us, the people that want to heal us, you know. Um, But that's just another topic. So I don't really agree with right person, wrong time. And if that goes with the word of God, I truly, truly, truly don't believe going off the belief that God puts people in our lives for us to choose, that God will put somebody right in the wrong timing for you because he is the owner of time and he knows what you need and what you don't. Right, that's so good. And based off of that question, what would you say to the person who is in in a very manipulative relationship right now or in a relationship where it's rather abusive and they believe that God can change them and they believe that... um, God can do a miracle, but they're in this current situation just struggling to get out. Would you think that God can redeem this, or would you rather them kind of steer another direction in this situation? Okay, that is a very, very touchy question, but I think it's very necessary for us to address it because it's very, very real. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and you, Esther, we are smart women, Mm -hmm. you know? Women are smart. Mm-hmm. Women have been given information. Mm-hmm. Women, um, I mean, we have a, gone a long way, mm-hmm. but we still need to like work towards education for everybody, especially for women, especially in um, unreached places in the world. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about our Western world right now, okay? So women, we don't fall for men who beat us. We don't fall for men who demean us. We fall for men who comes with a smile, who sometimes pays for dinner, who sometimes drives a nice car, for a man who um, tells you things that you always wanted to hear. That's the man that we fall for. But behind, I'm not saying that's all every man. I am totally against um, hating men by the fact for the simple fact of them being men. But I'm talking about the abuser here. I'm addressing the abuser. Mm -hmm. They don't come off as the abuser. They never do. That's important. Okay, so when you are in love with this person that does all of this for you, and then he starts with a comment. He starts off by, "Mm, maybe you should um, delete all the guys off your Instagram. Or, "Mm, I don't like that dress. Or take that off. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, oh my gosh, like, you're so stupid. Mm-hmm. With Know this. Beating comes in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Not only em- physical is what you mean? It's not only physical. Right. Emotional beating can be as damaging. Right. Or even more. Mm-hmm. Right? So, no, it's really, really hard to identify 
um, emotional that you are in a, a emotional relationship when you already invested in that person. Because women, we are, because men are like this. You hurt us once, that's it. That's it. The switch goes off. There's a switch inside of them. The switch goes off. I am out of love with you. You're not it. But women, we get hurt time and time again, and we do not flick that switch because that switch does not exist within us. Because we believe in fairy tales. Mm -hmm. Because we believe in happy endings. And we believe in miracles. And we believe in last minute buzzers. Mm -hmm. Like square winning buzzers. Mm -hmm. We we do that. And and I think that's beautiful. To an extent. To an extent. Right. Right? So first of all, stop looking at your situation, at your relationship through the lenses of what fairy tales tells you that love is. Love is not aggressive. Love does not break you down. Love does not hinder you. Love does not put you in prisons. Love is there to reaffirm your identity, to build you up, to give you peace and freedom. So that's the first advice I give you. Once you start actually looking at the facts aside from your feelings, that's when you get it. That's when you kind of identify you know, the second thing that I could tell somebody is get a friend, mm. somebody that you can trust, not just like some clueless friend that is going to tell you, oh, no, he's going to change. He's going to be like that. No. Aguenta ahí. Oh, why am I speaking in Portuguese? <laughs> take it, take <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. So bilingual. Um, you know, not that kind of friend, but a friend that is in a healthy relationship, a friend that is in a relationship that you look up to, you know? So people, they give advice based on the life they accept to live. So look for advice towards a person who lives a life you want to live. Right. Yeah. And if that friend is a psychologist or a therapist, even better. Right. Even better. That's that's why I love G. She has she has so much good stuff. But I love how you talked about not looking through the lens of emotion and fairy tale. Like we watch so much love movies nowadays, love stories, romance stories, and it's okay to to hope and love. But sometimes those those just aren't reality, and we put our basis into something that's not real. We put our basis into emotion, which is changing every day. Sometimes, um, so I love how you said that fairy tale statement yeah let me just finish that question i just really wanted to finish that question because this is very um i take that this subject very to heart yeah um so if you are dating and you're struggling in this relationship mm-hmm. not like struggling as in oh we had a fight relationships r- dating is for you guys to fight because it's in fighting that you see who the person truly is. Wow, yeah. Right? Sure. The, 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 the phrase, oh, love is blind. No, not a fact in relationships. Not when you're dating. When you're dating, your eyes have to be wide open. True. Wide open. Because once you marry that person, for you to get a divorce is a hassle. It's a hassle you do not want to go through. Right? Mm-hmm. So... That person in which you're struggling with, you're having troubles with, that is taking your peace. Mm -hmm. You have to have peace when you're dating. You have to have peace. Mm -hmm. 
it can't be a burden. It can't be dragging you down. It can't be wiping off who you are and your identity. Once your friends and family stop recognizing you, that's a sign. That is a red flag. That, that's a no-no. You do not cross that line. That's when you know it's off. Really, really off. So um, if you're struggling while you're dating, that man is not going to change once you get married. Marriage will give him liberty to be exactly who he wants to be, exactly who he actually is, because he knows that he doesn't have to do anything that you can just like, oh, I don't want this anymore. Bye-bye. You know? So he's not going to change when, he, when you guys get married. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my God, let, then let's just get married so then I could be with him forever. That will fix our problems. That will not fix your problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That is signing a divorce at the altar of a marriage. You do not want to do that. You don't want to sign your divorce wedding, wearing your wedding dress, mm-hmm. you know? So this is my advice to you. If it's bringing you weight, if it's taking away your peace, if it's wiping off who God created you to be, you already know what you have to do. If you stayed to listen to this, what I'm telling you, you already know. Mm-hmm. You already know. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for somebody to come and be like, oh, no, he's going to change. No, you already know. You're a smart woman. You're a smart girl. Mm-hmm. Cut that cord. That's so good that we as women need to know that piece. And when a relationship doesn't carry that, to, like Giovanna said, to cut off that cord. So good, so good. So our next question is based on healing. So do you believe that there is a time frame as to how long it takes someone to heal? And what are some tips you recommend during the healing process? I love this. I love this question. And I love to say what I'm about to say. And people are going to come for me. But, you know, time does not heal you. Mm -hmm. It does not. Mm -hmm. You can see a bunch of people, women, struggling because somebody hurt them 10, 15, 25 years ago. And they can't let that go. You can see emotional blockages and even physical breakthrough for their unwillingness to let go of the past. So time does not heal you. But if you want to get technical here, we do go through a mourning phase. And that is necessary. Mourning is here to heal us, not to break us. So there's five stages of mourning and that... um, Mourning or grieving, whatever you want to call it. There's five stages of it. And the first one is, oh, and you can go through it up to a year. After it passes a year, that's when, you know, maybe you should, if you haven't before, you should seek help of a professional. So the first stage is denial. You don't want to accept it. You don't. Right? This happened, I lost my relationship. Because this is the thing. When you break off a relationship, you're not only losing that relationship. You are 
losing, and I'm using the word losing very lightly here because there are relationships in which you break off that that is not a loss. Know that that is not a loss for you. You are only winning by losing, you know, that person. So, but you, in your mind, you're losing that relationship. You're losing that man. You're losing those dreams, your morning dreams. Because here's the thing. We mourn 20% of what we lost. But we mourn 80%. We hang on to that 80% of the dreams and that we already envisioned in our past. Because sometimes we look at that man, we're not married to him, and we already see him as ours. We already see, oh, I already got married to our future wedding. I already got married to the idea of us having children. I already got married to that wedding dress. So you are mourning not only what you lived, but your honeymoon, the house, the dog, the ring, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, first one is denial. So you break off that, um, that relationship and you just don't want to believe it's happened. You just stay in the phase and you're just like, oh my God, did that actually happen? And you're just like, no, no, it didn't. And you just, you, you refuse to believe it, right? So that's the first stage. The second stage is anger. You get so angry. It's an anger that you don't even know where it come from. You know, and sometimes you're just like, God, I want you to do justice. I want revenge. And we just go crazy town. Mm-hmm. We go crazy town. We are not even thinking about consequences. And that's a very, very difficult phase to be in because it can have consequences that you didn't even think about mm-hmm. while going through it, right? So the third phase is bargaining. So the anger comes down. You already know that you guys broke up. You're already, you know, it, it happened. So you're just like, okay, God, so what now? You know, so God, if I do this, maybe you'll bring him back. Or maybe if I go um, and do a fast, then you will bring him back to me. Well, first of all, if you're fasting for God to do something, for you that's not even fasting that is a hunger strike because we fast to listen to god you know so if we are doing a strife like that a hunger strife like that um we don't want to listen to what he has to say we just want the guy back we just want the man back in our lives we're just like god like i really don't want a relationship with you i don't want to hear what you have to say i want a relationship with that man because he made me feel good you know He gave me the attention that I thought that I deserved. And sometimes the guy even didn't, you know. There's so many beautiful, capable, intelligent women out there crying over boys Mm -hmm. that just like to play around. Like, no. Like, no, thank you. You know, like, no emotional intelligence whatsoever. And we let that get to us. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. No. No, no, thank you. So after we're going through that bargaining phase, we try to bargain, doesn't work, you know. There it hits the depression. Mm -hmm. That is the fourth phase. And depression, what I'm talking about here, is not the disorder. It's not the mental disorder that we're talking about. It's not. If anything, I would change it to just sadness. Mm -hmm. We just get sad. 
Like, sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we're just sad because we're lonely. Some, we, just, we just hit a place that we're just like, we're just so sad. Mm-hmm. And it's related to that thing that we lost. Yeah. Or we tell ourselves that we lost. Mm-hmm. Right? And then finally, we hit the fifth stage, which is acceptance. Mm-hmm. We accept it. We come to peace with it. Mm-hmm. And we move on. Right. So the best part. <laughs> the best part, the part that we want to get to. We don't want to go through the other four phases, but there is no way for you to come to peace with something and evolve if we don't go through phases one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way for us to get shade and fruit if we don't plant the tree, mm-hmm. if we don't put the seed on the ground, if we don't water it. And I'm sure people try to skip phases and numb phases, and that doesn't work either, you would say, right? No, because if you skip it, you're going to have to go through it all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're not paying attention all throughout high school and then you get in college and then you're just going to have to do all the work of high school so you know what to do in college. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good analogy. Right? That's a good analogy. I love that. So that is the technical part about healing. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about the spiritual part about healing. Mm. Forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness is not easy, but we only move on once we do. Right. And we forgive once we understand two things. First is that we were forgiven yesterday. Yeah. We were forgiven by Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. We were forgiven even before we committed anything against him. Mm-hmm. You know, we give what we have. And we, if we have forgiveness from Jesus, who are we not to forgive? Mm-hmm. God himself was hung on a tree mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago, and he took it. Mm-hmm. What right do we have mm-hmm. to hold something against someone? Right. And that only harms us. That comes to the second part that we need to understand, the second thing that we need to understand. Forgiveness is never for the person who harmed us. Right. It's for ourselves. Wow. It's to say, I am not bound, and I'm not enslaved but what you did to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I let you go. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness also is not dementia or amnesia. Mm-hmm. You know, once we decide to forgive someone, it does not mean that they stay in our lives. It does not mean that they get to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, they will if you give them the chance to. Mm-hmm. That is up to you. Mm-hmm. That is up to you. But you're not, you you got to be smart about it. You got to very, very be smart about it. So these are the things for um, healing mm-hmm. that um, I think are, are the most practical ones. Mm-hmm. And just also put yourself towards the man who never left you. Mm-hmm. Put yourself towards the man who literally died for you out of love. Mm-hmm. Pour, pull yourself towards the man who loved you yesterday and today and tomorrow despite mm-hmm. and because of. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the only man that is never going to break your heart, mm-hmm. will never give you an empty promise, mm-hmm. and will carry you through every single heartbreak there is. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus does not find pleasure in your pain. Mm-hmm. Giovanna, that is such good advice. And I think it's so important how you mentioned that if you skip it, you'll go through it later on. 
I like to think about it in a way how we take medicine or aspirin or Tylenol for headaches, but we never address the root of those headaches. But once we find the root of that cause, they won't come up later in life, whether it is nutrition and just finding the root cause of an issue so you don't have to go through it later. That's what medical profession, um, medical professionals in the field, they call treating the symptoms. Mm -hmm. We try never to treat the symptoms Mm -hmm. unless it is a, an urgent case, you know, um, unless something is catching on fire and we need to address that first. But treating the symptoms is never really going to heal the roots. Mm -hmm. So that's why in therapy we go not only by what we're doing today, but in the past. Because if we don't focus, if we don't treat the past, we are prone to committing the same mistakes over and over again. And that's just a cycle that you do not want to or need to live in. Right. That is so super important to know. And we'll be closing up on the podcast, but I do want you to share with us a quote you live by when it comes to relationships and healing and just a quote you would want your listeners to know when entering in another relationship. This is something that I've done after I'm no stranger to heartbreak, you know. So after my last heartbreak, which was devastating for me devastating I it's more of an exercise and an activity than an actual quote Mm -hmm. if you will allow that yeah no for sure I wrote down everything that I that I was that I am that I need that I don't need and at the end I wrote this the falling affirmation I deserve more than I have accepted. Mm -hmm. And once you come to terms to that, your life changes. That's so important. And thank you so much, Giovanna, for sharing everything that you've shared. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor, and she carries so much wisdom. And I really hope that everything she's talked about today can help somebody listening today when it comes to committing to something. Because as Christians, we take major life decisions, and relationships makes up most of that, if not all, when it comes to marriage. And And I think it's really important to touch on these topics because they make so much of our life. So I'm going to have Giovanna close off in a quick prayer, believing that whoever's listening will put God in the center of their relationships, in the center of their heart, and not just give the Lord half of our hearts, because we know that there are consequences when we don't give our whole entireness to the Lord. So Giovanna, if you can just pray for our listeners. Of course, I'd love to. So I just pray that you would um, close your eyes right now. And I just pray that you would envision your heart, your heart, how it is, Um, not the way that you think that God wants to see your heart, the way that it truly is. It is in honesty that he finds us. And I just pray, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would come into every single heart right now, every single listener, every single person who has waited up to this point in this podcast. And I pray, Jesus, that you would encounter them with truth, 
with identity, with purpose, with love, and with fulfillment. And I pray that you would take note of every single hole, every single empty space that might be in their hearts, that you would come with healing and that you would come with you and that they would be whole in you, that they might not want to find a wholeness in, in, um, within other people, but that they will look at you and see you complete and see themselves as complete. I pray, Jesus, for every broken heart, Lord, and I pray that you will come to them as you came to me with knowledge and reminding me of who you are and your love for me, and that in Jesus' name, we will not accept any less than we deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Remember to stay tuned for the podcast releases every Wednesday. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. 